It might have been funny once, a very long time ago. At least we can borrow each other's clothes, even if we're different shapes and sizes. Gina, small and curvy, with the kind of figure that makes boys walk into lampposts. I'm taller and skinnier, and Jazz is a mixture of the two. The three of us have dark hair and dark eyes, and in a strange way we all look like each other, and yet we don't. As if an incompetent Dr. Frankenstein tried to make three clones of one person and didn't quite succeed. But obviously, it's a total disadvantage to be so close in age when you're trying to win an argument. Sherelle's seven-year-old brother, for instance, has no chance against her. One arm lock and it's all over before it's begun. On the other hand, our fights are often like the Hundred Years' War, long and bloody. George was picking himself up and dusting himself down. I thought he might have a go at Jazz, but he didn't, because she started fluttering her eyelashes at him. Jazz flirts like she breathes, meaning all the time. Kim was trying to hide behind the school flagpole, which was useless because bits of her were sticking out on either side. George spotted her immediately, and the chase was on again. Do you reckon Botley fancies Kim? Chelsea asked. Well, he's got a funny way of showing it, I replied. Sherelle grinned an evil grin. He fancies Ambar. I've seen him staring at her in maths lessons. He was just trying to copy my answers, I said. Amber, did you see where Kim went? Jazz was coming towards me, and she looked concerned. My sisters and I have this unspoken rule that we keep an eye on Kim because she's so totally useless. Brutal, but true. She's gone round the back of the school. The back of the lower school was out of bounds. The headmaster, Mr. Morgan, who hardly ever bothered to pop across the road from his plush new office, had sent a message to tell us so. There were builders working round there, trying to prop the school up so that it would last another few months before we all moved to the new site. It was quite likely that Kim would faint with sheer terror once she realized that she'd broken a school rule, so I thought it was time I intervened. I sneaked round to the back of the school while the dinner ladies weren't looking. Jazz, Chelsea, Sherelle and some of the others followed me to see what was going on. So did Gina and her mates. There were a few year nine boys having a sneaky ciggy round there, and they slunk off trying not to cough. George was there too, grinning all over his face, but there was no sign of Kim. Where is she? I asked sternly. <laughs> Up there, George chuckled. I looked skywards. The builders had left a very tall ladder propped against the wall, and Kim was clinging to the top of it like a monkey to a tree. Kim! I called, shading my eyes. Come down, you idiot, and quick, before you get caught. Kim opened and closed her mouth, but no words were coming out. Don't worry about Botley, I added. He's not going to touch you. Says who? George demanded. I do. I gave George a shove and he looked remarkably pleased. I was afraid that he did fancy me, which was a frightening thought. Meanwhile, more and more people were drifting round the corner of the building towards us. We were drawing a crowd. Kim, I promise you that George is not going to put a worm down your back, I said firmly. Well, thanks, Amber, Kim wailed, staring down at me. But now I'm stuck. Everyone cheered. Kim, you are not stuck, I said. All you've got to do is come down the way you went up. I can't. 
Kim's face was white as chalk. I'm scared of heights. Fear of heights? That's called agoraphobia, isn't it? Shirelle asked. No, that's fear of open spaces, Gina replied authoritatively. Fear of heights is acrophobia. She learned a whole list of phobias once, and then went round telling people that melissophobia was fear of bees, and paladophobia was fear of bald people. Jazz and I weren't sure if she'd made them up or not. Kim's got botlyphobia, <laughs> George chortled, quite wittily for him. That's fear of George. George, shut up now, I warned. Kim, don't think about it, just come down. Kim hung on even tighter, her skirt billowing in the breeze. Can you see my knickers? she called anxiously. Er, uh, no, I lied. <laughs> yeah, we can, George said. The pink with white flowers. The boys cheered. Kim's lip quivered. It was all getting out of hand. Kim, listen to me. I tried not to sound annoyed. We'll all get into big trouble if we're caught here. Kim was swaying slightly from side to side. Amber, I'm having a, a panic attack, she yelped. I, I can't breathe. Come on, Kim, we've practiced this before, I reminded her. Take a big breath. Now breathe out slowly. Gina nudged me. We'd better do something, Amber. <laughs> Here come the dinner ladies, Jazz added, as a posse of them rounded the corner and stood staring at us. Well, they're not going to be any use, I said. What do you think we should do? Jazz, Gina and I went into a sisterly huddle. Everyone else watched and waited. Maybe one of us should go up and get her, Gina suggested, before the dinner ladies start to panic. The dinner ladies were panicking already. They were unable to decide what to do and trying to hide behind each other. Finally, Mrs. Hubble, who was the bravest, shuffled forward. Now, Kim, she said in a quavering voice, uh, you come down from there this minute and the rest of you get back into the playground. You know you're not allowed round here. Kim's the only person in the school who's scared of Mrs. Hubble, but still she didn't move. Neither did anyone else. Then the bell rang. Oh, there's the bell, Mrs. Hubble added hopelessly. Off you all go. Of course, everyone ignored her. They weren't going to miss a minute of this gripping drama. Instead, they all looked at me, Gina, and Jazz. They were expecting us to sort this out. Why? Because they think we're cool. And you know what? We are. Dead cool. I'm coming to get you, Kim, I said. Just hold on tight. I climbed onto the lower rungs of the ladder. Meanwhile, Gina and Jazz cleared away the boys who were hanging around trying to look up Kim's skirt. They moved them on briskly like policemen at a traffic accident. What's going on? Mr. Grimwade, head of the lower school, roared, exploding out of the building like a ball from a cannon. Oh, I must be dreaming. I thought the bell rang, but it can't have done, because look, all the kids are still outside. He swept everyone with a ferocious glare. And you're all out of bounds. Will the detention room be big enough? I ask myself. Are the lower school going for the world record in detentions? Uh, Kim's stuck up the ladder, sir, Gina explained. Amber's gone to help her down. 
Mr. Grimway glanced up. Amber, he bellowed. Hold it right there. I stopped halfway up the ladder. It's all right, sir, I assured him. Everything's fine. Yes, well, there is no way you should be up there. Mr. Grimway blustered, looking pale. He was probably calculating the amount the school would have to pay in damages if Kim or I fell. I had to, sir, I said simply. Kim was panicking. I still am, Kim gasped. Mm, Mr. Grimwade frowned. Well, it's a pity someone in authority didn't have the same initiative. He eyeballed the dinner ladies accusingly. They all shuffled their feet and looked sheepish. I've got varicose veins, Mrs. Hubble said tremulously. And what's Kim doing up there anyway? Mr. Grimwade blustered on. No one said anything, but they all turned to stare meaningfully at George Botley. Aha! Grimwade said triumphantly. Botley, I'll speak to you later. A whole crowd of teachers sauntered out of school at that moment, carrying cups of coffee. They were trying to look concerned, but you could tell they were thrilled to have an extra few minutes' break. Uh, what's uh, going on? asked Mr. Aurora, my form tutor. Sleeping Beauty, we call him. Her name was Aurora. Aurora? Get it now? And it fits, because he's pretty fine, too. Nearly all the girls in the school are in love with him. Uh, Kim's stuck up the ladder, sir, and Amber's gone to get her, Jazz said. Good Lord, Amber, Mr. Aurora said anxiously. He brushed his silky black hair gracefully out of his eyes, and half the lower school girls nearly fainted. I really don't think you should be doing that.